This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads, and welcome to Speed City. Man, we are excited tonight. We have one of the best race drivers on the planet on the show tonight. We got Marcus Erickson going to be on the show tonight. Exciting oh. year, isn't it, for him? Oh, uh, man, for Finally. him. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is John Massengill. That was Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser. We're all yeah. in studio tonight here in Austin, Texas, and we're excited about that. We got Marcus Erickson on. We also have a young driver, Jacob Abel, going to join us this, later this evening, and we're going to talk about Formula E that kicked off the season we're going to talk about, there's a little Formula E sounds for you, Jonathan. No! <laughs> I think that was just a golf cart. I think it was at the dentist, wasn't it? Anyway. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> just had a tooth out, guys. No thanks. <laughs> we're going to do a little Formula One 2019 season preview, and we're going to try to squeeze in a, a little IndyCar preview of the season as well. we got a lot on the show tonight, so we'll see how all that works out. But... We're going to start with Formula E because it was kicking off their fifth season. It's hard to believe it's fifth season. I thought I kept thinking it was the fourth season, but fifth season kicked off this weekend in Saudi Arabia, of all places. I find that almost ironic, you know, because Saudi Arabia yeah. is so known for petroleum products and we're, we've got electric racing there. Yeah, you can't be the first person to think that either. But Yeah. But yeah, it uh, kicked off the season it, and really it was kind of interesting because, well, it start off the, right off the bat... BMW won with Andretti Motorsport, right? Which is incredible. Uh, right. Their first race. Yeah, their first race. They've been involved for the last couple of seasons, but this is their first time as a as a sort of partner with Andretti, yeah. Yeah, and think about that. Contrast that to Formula One. A brand new team coming in, winning. You know, I mean, you got to give them credit for that. And, you know, let's face it, we, we set this up to be following United States exploits in motorsport internationally. And here we are, Andretti Autosport from good yep. old USA, are the leading manufacturer with Antonio Felix da Costa, of course, who was a uh, Formula One. Well, he, he's... Yeah, uh, what's his background? His background, uh, he's Portuguese. Um, he was a Red Bull um, reserve driver for a while. He never made it to Formula One, but he was so talented on the way up. Um, he won Macau um, a couple of times. Um, really, really good driver. Fantastic driver, in fact. And he should have had an opportunity in uh, Formula One, I think. <laughs> Um, and I certainly think he's as talented as anybody on that grid, and that's saying something because there's, you know, Felipe Massa now joining um, Formula E. That's going to be a big thing, actually, to have a, you know, a, a veteran like uh, Felipe yeah. with such a following, you know. I mean, literally half a corner away from winning a world title in, in Formula 1. So they've got some big names, um, and and they've always have done. That's actually been one of the, the, the biggest things going for Formula E, if you like, is the fact that they've attracted good drivers. But then again, 
Um, you know, a lot of cynics would say it's a, it's a, it's somewhat of a graveyard for guys who don't get into Formula One or, you know, have been have been locked by the wayside. People like Sam Bird and Alex, um, um, you know, Felix da Costa. So, you know, Antonio Felix da Costa. So, you know, that's a cynics approach. But you know, it's it, there is a fair bit of comment there because there's a lot of drivers there. You know, and- Ollie Rowland, Lotterer, of course, from WEC. And a few others. And think about the driver, the role in Formula E versus Formula One. It's got to be bigger because in Formula One, it's we were talking about this a week or two ago, how the car in Formula One makes up so much of the performance, right? But in Formula E, the cars being a lot closer, the, the, all these amazing drivers, they, they you know they got a chance to shine a little bit and and make a bigger difference than than compared to Formula One. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and uh, I'm glad to see that they finally got a battery worthy of the of the series because that was a bit of a uh, a bit of a gimmick, if you like, because they had right. to change cars um, because they had, didn't have a battery life long enough to, to last the race. And that kind of defeated the object in some ways, in my opinion. Um, so Yeah, they've got the, the bigger battery. It's almost double last year. I think it's uh, I think it's 250 kilowatt, which if you use that, I and mean, we're also used to hearing like the Tesla numbers, right? Right. Uh, P100 is a 100 kilowatt battery and so on. And like the the Leaf and the Volt. I think the Leaf has like a 40 kilowatt or maybe 50, something like that. So this is 250 kilowatt. Now, I'm surprised that the performance numbers aren't higher because, and obviously it's gearing and things like that, but I think the top speed is roughly 185 miles an hour and zero to 60 is like 2.7 or 2.6 seconds, which, you know, you've got Teslas that'll do that. And and if you compare that to the upcoming Tesla Roadster, Oh yeah, the the numbers are staggering on that new Tesla Roadster. The zero to sixty is one point nine, top speed of two hundred and fifty miles an hour, quarter mile in eight point eight seconds. Now this is this is still all on Tesla's website and what they're predicting, but they've been spot on so far. I will, I'm not going to doubt them. I'm thinking you people that have the Dodge Demons ordered. Uh, Better watch out for that one. Yeah, you need to get a full-on set of slicks for the demon. <laughs> yeah, before I, before I go into why I don't like Formula E, but um, <laughs> uh, but they, 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 like, I don't want to go back to the drivers for a second. Um, Jean-Éric Verne, of course, ex-Formula One. Um, they've got Massa this year. Um, Stoffel van Dorn uh, has joined this year, obviously, another uh, ex-Formula One driver. Uh, Felipe Massa's joined in. Uh, but they've got people like um, Jose Maria Lopez, who was a, yeah. a, a world rally car driver uh, and world champion. Uh, and and t- Sorry, touring car driver. Uh, champion uh, and 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 they've also got Felix uh, Rosenquist who's in IndyCar this year uh, the Swede and also Gary Paffett who of course has been a DTM champion so there's some real good talent there's no question about it um, another interesting thing they did they had three days testing um, before the first round in um, Saudi Arabia and they invited a bunch of female drivers including Catherine Legg um, Pippa Mann um, Simone Di, uh, Di Silvestra uh, Tatiana Calderon um, all to try out the, the car, um, and they did, you know, various pretty, pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, yeah. I'd like to say it's smart move by them, given that the women's series is coming um, to, in, you know, to get as many women involved in uh, that. And of course, Saudi Arabia, obviously, now they've got women driving. They want to kind of promote a female driver uh, and female drivers. So that was kind of their uh, um, sort of. Uh, by their, you know, sort of instruction, if you will, they want they wanted that to happen, and so we got a bunch of uh, female drivers testing in Formula E. Hopefully, we'll get some involved in the series. Yeah, that'd well, be great. You know, I mean, we kind of laugh at the restrained performance, though. You know, keep in mind one of the sales pitch or the big selling points of this series is they can run it 
downtown yeah, in, in all major the cities. cities. That's the big thing, yeah. And so, you know, think of the runoff and that is engineered into a, a legit circuit, permanent str- uh, circuit. You don't have that in downtown cities, not without shutting down highways and using those. And, well, and they're not, you know, yeah. I'm not sure they're going to get to that point. But uh, I get it. It's uh, it's probably much more exciting for the drivers than the spectators at this point still. Anytime you drive anything to its limit, even if it's, you know, three-cylinder Yugo, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the drivers probably enjoy it. I, I have to say, I, I just, I, I'm hand on heart here, I've tried to get into it. I've tried to be a fan of it. I just don't like the gimmicks. I don't like the sort of uh, well, the fan boost for one. Uh, I don't like this new thing they've got, which is a sort of uh, attack, mode. attack mode. It's, t- I mean, obviously they're going down the video game route. Yep. Um, but I, I don't like it. And frankly, the the biggest thing of all is the noise. I just cannot stand. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, like scratch your hands. Oh. You know, Scratch I, your hands down a chalkboard. It's just not motor racing to me, and it doesn't sound good. I was thinking that there might be... When I was listening to it on television, I thought... Or actually, on YouTube, so I was watching it. And that's cool that you can watch it live on YouTube. But I was listening, thinking, well, maybe if they put a microphone like right in the motor, real close to it. But And then we found these sounds tonight, and I'm going, I, that doesn't work for me. I, I'll admit, when I hear them on the street, when I hear a, a regen on streetcars, I think it's kind of cool. But what you just said, I agree. The sound is... Just well, awful. and and I say, hey, make it the synthetic sound. I mean, call Ridley Scott. He did he did Blade Runner. Yeah, Find yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, that's a there you go. It needs something. It really does need something. <laughs> nice work, Casey. Um, but it really does need something. Card, and, and cards I say, and bicycle spokes. I don't know. No, but I, I do think a a synthetic sound. Uh, could really help. Okay, there's plenty of precedent for that already because streetcars have been doing it for several years now, piping piping in a synthetic sound through the car speakers. Yeah, on electric cars. Yeah, I, I thought I don't that know, was just the know? six-cylinder Mustangs. Like, but. like you said earlier, it, it's uh, it's like a video game. Why not? I mean, I, I don't know what else to do because that sound that we're listening to it does do it for me. It's. You're right. I'm just thinking, is it numb? When's the last time you flossed? Dear, dear Ridley Scott, we need some help. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, the other thing, you talk about the positives, ah. is that, is that you, can, <laughs> you can race them in cities and all that stuff. But the other is that, I mean, we're seeing auto manufacturers saying right now, they're saying we're no longer investing in internal combustion technology and we're not going to have cars. How many manufacturers have said this now? Two or three? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so all this technology, we're, we're used to cars, race cars trickling down the technology mm-hmm. to the street. Well, here they are doing it right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the important factor is that, that, that it's not going away. Um, get used to it. Um, it will find its way. It will find its home. Um, I still think it's early days yet. Uh, but as you say, the manufacturers have, have already voted. And there's even a, a support series uh, of Jaguars, basically Jaguar iCars. Um, I-Pace, I think it is. Um, but they that, to me, the touring car side of it, TCR are looking at it as well. Um, I think electric car racing, especially in touring cars, is is, is probably more, uh, I don't know, aesthetically pleasing than than maybe single-seaters. Maybe that's my, just just because. Uh, but frankly, right now, the only sound I really like is the, uh, car, the, Indy, the Indy car sound because I don't like the Formula One sound either. I think that's sadly uh, taken away from the Formula One sport too. Yep, it's going to be interesting, guys. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, Marcus Erickson, interview with him. Really excited about one of the best drivers on the planet. You're listening to Speed City. We're live in Austin, back after these messages.
As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Hey there, people. It's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more anytime at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hey, I'm Tanner Faust, one of the hosts of Top Gear, and thanks for listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, gearheads, we're going to go straight into it. We have, we're really excited because Marcus Erickson, as you know, been in Formula One. He's been on the show several times. In fact, he sat in studio with us. He did. At one of our Formula One broadcasts. He yep. sat in for a few minutes out at COTA. Uh, but Marcus Erickson, he's been a friend of the show. We interviewed him out when he was here at COTA for this 2018 United States Grand Prix. But Jonathan and I sat down with him yesterday and and really excited to talk to him about his IndyCar season and his and on the, and the rest of it, and potentially, you know, what he's going to still do in Formula One. So let's uh, let's hear from Marcus Erickson now. Okay, Speed City fans, delighted to welcome back on the show Marcus Erickson, who has got a new adventure. We spoke to him at Formula One, uh, but now he's got a whole new thing ahead of him because he's just joined Schmidt Peterson Racing to do the full indie season in 2019. Marcus, uh, we talked a little bit in November about that possibility, but now it's come true. Uh, tell us your feelings, first of all, about joining Indy. I'm super excited, to be honest. It's, uh, it's a great series uh, that I've been following, from obviously from the outside, but it uh, seems like you know it's really been getting stronger and stronger the last couple of years as well. Uh, a lot of very, very good drivers, uh, but also you know the series itself uh, presents really... Great racing, uh, different types of racing, and and most uh, most uh, exciting f- from my point of view is just the fact that it's a proper driver series where you know one spec cars means that uh, you as a driver uh, c- can make a difference, and that's um, yeah some of the things that's really got me excited about the IndyCar. Well, Marcus, being one of the best drivers in the world, uh, we're really excited to have you here in an American series. What are your expectations? A lot of F1 drivers have come to Indy and done really well. What are your expectations for for 2019? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm expecting to to be able to to fight at the front, uh, but I don't want to underestimate the challenge because you know I would be new. It's a new country, uh, new series, new tracks. Everything would be new for me. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going there to to sort of make up the numbers. I want to be up there and fight uh, at the front of the field and. I know I will have a great team uh, behind me there with Schmidt Peterson. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you know the aim is definitely to to fight for podiums and wins, and um, yeah, uh, right from the start. 
Marcus, there's a, there's a nice full circle for you in some ways that many people might not know about. And, and Kenny Brack, who, of course, won the Indy 500, um, was one of the first guys to kind of recognize you. And, of course, you're going to be um, sitting alongside an old cartoon buddy of yours, uh, Rosenquist. Uh, and I hear you've even got c- close proximity to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of uh, uh, Swedish connections going on at the moment. So, yeah, like you said, first of all, with Kenny, he was... Uh, the one that helped me out from go cars into to cars back when I was a teenager, and and he managed me for quite a few years during the beginning of my career. Uh, so, so that would be fun, you know. I, obviously, when I was a kid as well, I was following his career in IndyCar, um, so that would be very cool to to sort of follow in his footsteps that way. And then, yeah, with Felix joining as well, it's uh, it's uh, first of all a fun thing that it's two two Swedish guys, you know, mo- moving over there. And then, yeah, he he uh, actually told me about uh, this apartment building that uh, he was gonna rent an apartment in in Indianapolis. And when I was over there a month or so ago, I went and had a look in the same apartment building and and found a really nice apartment. So. So, we, yeah, we're going to actually live in the same building from 1st of January, which is quite funny. <laughs> ah, Viking invasion in Indianapolis. Big <laughs> exactly. headline. I can see it now. Well, that's great, though. And also, Stefan Johansson, of course, um, he'll be here from ResinQuest. So you've got a little community there of very knowledgeable people about uh, about how it works in India. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, we uh, it's, it's a good group. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun and, and hopefully we'll be all of us will be successful and have a good uh, year there in 2019. Well, Marcus, i got to ask you about the indie test that you did recently. I, I think that's got to be super exciting. But what do you? What were your impressions of the car and, and, uh, and the differences between F1? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a very different uh, type of car compared to, to the F1 of, uh, of yeah. 2018 i think uh, the biggest things you know straight away when you jump in the car is it's obviously without the power steering it's quite different the way you drive it because you have to sort of hustle it a lot more in the corners and you know put a lot more effort in the the steering wheel Uh, but it also means you feel everything a lot more so that's something that was quite nice that i had missed a bit in f1 you know you you really get that feeling through the steering wheel uh, about what the car is doing and 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 that was yeah a very different feeling but I, i i enjoyed that to be honest, and then obviously the, the Indy car is a bit of a bigger car and then not uh, at all as, as much downforce on it, so you could feel in the cornering speeds were quite a bit lower. But like I said, you know, you still had to work really hard uh, to sort of get the car around the corners, and it was it was really like a enjoyable experience. You know, I really enjoyed every lap out there, and uh, it was more that you know you had to sort of work the car around the corners and and instead of like in F1 where it feels more like you have to sort of put it all together because the car will be very close to perfect in balance. So it was was quite a bit different, but uh, overall very, very positive. Well, we talked to you when you were here in Austin for the Formula One United States Grand Prix, but you're going to have a leg up on a bunch of these indie guys when you come here to Austin because you've been on, uh, you've been on Circuit of the Americas several times. Yeah, it's quite funny. Like all the tracks on the calendar were completely new to me, and all the other guys have been there for for ages. And then we come to Austin, and I will be the other way around. It's a track where I've been like a few a few years now, and and none of the IndyCar guys has been there. So it's, yeah, it's quite funny. I'm, I'm I'm guessing I have the pressure on for that weekend at least. <laughs> 
Well, listen, Marcus, I've got to ask you, because everybody gets asked all the way back to, to, to Nigel Mansell's days, you know, how will you deal with the ovals? Every Formula One car driver that comes over to Indy always has that sort of, that's going to be the, 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 the big question mark. Uh, but having said that, more recently, when I look at what um, Alex Rossi's done and to a certain extent what Alonso did, um, they equip themselves well. What's your anticipation or, um, you know, apprehension about that? Uh, first of all, I'm really looking forward to, to trying oval racing because it's something that I've been, uh, you know, looking from the outside. It's always been something that's been very exciting for me to sort of watch. And also, ever since my start of, of my career, I've always been like the tracks that has a lot of high speed corners. It's, it's the tracks I love the most and the tracks where I'm usually the strongest because I, I, I've always been very strong in high speed corners. So that's why, you know, I, I think that ovals can really be my cup of tea sort of thing. So, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that aspect. But uh, then also, you know, everyone, uh, obviously, it's a very different type of racing. So uh, I'm definitely going there, you know, with a humble uh, uh, feeling there about ovals and I need to learn everything from scratch. And, uh, and yeah, I have a great team there to, to learn from and a great teammate in, in Hinge to, to, to learn from as well. But I'm sure if I work hard and then, you know, prepare myself well, uh, I'm sure I will get up to speed uh, very, very quickly and, and be right up there on the ovals as well. I'm, I'm sure about that. But I, I know it requires a lot of hard work, but I'm ready to give that. I can't. Yeah, you mentioned Hinch. I, I can't think of a better teammate uh, than James Hinscliffe to have as your teammate in your first year in Indy because he's a highly competitive guy. He doesn't give an inch, but he's also off track uh one of them i've heard from the other drivers just a great guy to be around and just you know he's very open he's he's confident in himself but able to you know happily to pass on information and 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 see who the best man wins i mean do you do you get that same impression a hundred percent like i've only heard good things about him uh, both on and off track and i i met uh, him briefly when i was in indy last week actually but it was funny on the airport he was flying into indy and i was just about leaving and we sort of run into each other on the on the airport in indianapolis so he just had a quick chat there uh but yeah all the things i hear about him is that he's a great guy so obviously i'm gonna try and and, and learn as much as possible from him. And, and you know, uh, hopefully together we can really continue to, to push the team forward and make, uh, make it a very successful team for the whole, for the whole team. Well, I got to ask you about you, coming over here. Are you uh, have you started shopping for a place to live? Are you looking, yeah. for, are you looking for a muscle car that you can drive around <laughs> and join the American culture? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Indianapolis will be my home, so so that will be a lot of time spent there. But then, yeah, I think uh, as far as I understand, I get a Honda. Uh, we're running on the Honda engine, so I'm gonna drive around the Honda. Uh, I'm gonna be a bit behind. I was when I was over there, I met up with Alex Rossi, and he had like a super big. It looked like a monster truck almost. <laughs> so, so yeah, he was proper like it, it reminded me of Texas uh, seeing uh, his car. So that was quite funny, but. Let's see. Let's give it a couple of months and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I mean, like you say, I mean, you, you talked uh, in November about enjoying Austin. Is there, I mean, you're going to be going all over the States starting in Florida. Is there anywhere, forget the races for a second, uh, if you do any get any time off, um, where you would like to go in America? Because I know that this is a long-term commitment. Is there any, is there any places you want to be or go and see? Yeah, I mean, I, I love America. and You know, I, I haven't been around that much but i've been to you know la florida uh these kind of places and and obviously texas and 
all of that I really really enjoy but uh, still haven't been to New York uh, yeah the, Washington these places so it's still a lot for me to sort of explore and that's also something I'm excited about moving moving over there you know to, to explore a bit more of America and and uh, yeah that's something that's also apart from the racing and uh, exciting aspects of it. Just personally for you and, and without harping on about you know the fact that you may still be a reserve driver I mean you know, like so many drivers I've seen, the opportunity to go for wins. I mean, you won, you know, like I said, pole at Macau. You won the Japanese um, championship. And, you know, you, you've always had success in the junior ranks. Um, but Formula One's tough when you don't have the car. So how much are you looking forward to the actual chance of, of being a racing driver and competitive again? I can't wait. I mean, that's one of the biggest uh, reasons why I'm going to, to America and IndyCar. It's just the fact that it's... Uh, it's like we said, you know, it's a driver's championship where where everyone has the same opportunity uh, starting the day. And, uh, you know, F1 is great in many, many ways, but that's something that's uh, uh, always been there. But it's always been, uh, you know, a bit of a problem that you, you only have a few cars that actually can, can win uh, races. And uh, uh, as a racing driver and as, a, you know, like you say, going up through the ranks, you always fight for wins. And then now I've done five years in F1 and never really had the thought of winning even. And uh, you sort of, you really missed that. And I, I don't think I realized how much I missed that until now when I'm sort of preparing for my IndyCar career. Uh, so it's it's really something that gets me really excited and, and can't wait to get to, you know, St. Pete and do the first race and then sort of know you had that opportunity again. You know, Alexander Rossi came from F1 and, and won the Indy 500 and, and has been super successful. I mean, is that kind of the benchmark for, for F1 drivers? Yeah, an old teammate of yours, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was actually alex was reserve driver when i was in ktram i think so yeah we, we we spent quite a lot of time over in europe and and now yeah i've been speaking to him quite a lot over the last few months you know about the indycar and everything and and for sure you know he's, he's done a great job and then also um now since abu dhabi really i've been looking back at all the races from from last year in indycar and haven't been able to go through them all yet, but I watched quite a few. And then, you know, Alex is, is definitely one of the top drivers. You can see that, and he's, uh, he's really doing great. So it's, it's definitely a good benchmark to look at uh, and try and sort of follow in his, uh, his uh, path. Well, listen, Marcus, I know you've got uh, a little bit of time off at home in Sweden before you come back. Um, I know there's a bit of a testing ban in January. Do you think your first test uh, properly, if you like it, anger, uh, could be here at the Circuit of the Americas in February? Yeah, I don't know exactly how the plan is yet with testing. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely like the first proper with, with uh, the official testing in Kota will be the first sort of proper to, to see where you are against the competitors. So yeah, really looking forward to that. And I think also IndyCars will be will be great on Kota. You know, it will be a great track for IndyCar racing. And I'm sure that uh, it's going to be exciting racing over there. Finally, I've got to ask you because there's no question about it. The, the jewel in the crown is the Indy 500. Uh, we're going to be there for Speed City. Um, how much, uh, you know, is that on your bucket list of, of just wanting to be part of it? No, it's, it's going to be amazing. I think, you know, for every racing driver in any category, you always look at Indy 500 and it's like a, a dream just being part of it. And uh, uh, definitely for me, you know, I, I can't wait to get there. And uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be also my first, actually my first oval race. So that's going to be special. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm really, really excited about that. And it's, it's going to be very, very special. Well, Marcus, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And of course, when you come to Austin, 
you got lots of friends here at Speed City. We can show you around the best barbecue, best Mexican food. Uh, you come stay at Jonathan's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very welcome. Good. <laughs> Marcus, do you know what your number's going to be, just so we can get some more sort of social media interest in, in what you're doing? Uh, number seven, yeah. Yep, you're going to be the number seven. All right, Marcus number Erickson seven. in the Smith-Peterson number seven, taking on That's the right. Indy Series in 2019. Hey, listen, happy Christmas, and I hope it is one of the happiest Christmases for you, because I think uh, the future looks really bright, and we're excited to have you over here next year. So thank you so much again, Marcus, that it's all worked out. Last question, do you think you will still keep the reserve drive open or not? Yeah, I mean, that's the plan to keep that open, definitely. Uh, but, but like I said, you know, I, I will com- commit 100% to the IndyCar and, uh, and you know, do well uh, over in, in IndyCar. And then I will keep the connect- connections to Sauber now for Mayo. But uh, uh, first priority will be, will be the IndyCar and do well there. Well, listen, they've lost out because we're going to have another flying Swede, Rosenquist and Marcus Eriksson going to take on Indy next year. Really looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Marcus Eriksson, for joining us on Speed City, and uh, come on any time when you've got some news. Thank you. There you go. Interesting. Um, two Swedes, uh, because Felix Rosenquist, he mentioned there, yep. is driving with Scott Dixon, uh, and actually, I tell you, both these guys have got a very strong chance of doing what, uh, I think, what Rossi's been doing the last couple of seasons, which is uh, making their way. Um, Rossi was very quick to pick up ovals, as we know, and I don't think Marcus Ericsson's going to take too long either. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got a young driver on the line. Jacob Abel, been racing in the USF4 Championship, headed to the Mazda 2000, or the Pro 2000 now, India. That's what they call it now. They're changing the name, but New name. he's we'll with us. A, we'll adjust. Stick with us after the break. Listen to Speed City live in Austin. All right, we want to welcome Sean Walker from Haggerty Insurance. Sean, how's it going? Hey, it's always going well. All right, I know we talk a lot about specific cars and things, but this time it's going to sound a little bit more like an actual commercial, but I want to talk about the Haggerty Drivers Club because this is really cool, actually. Yeah, we, we're super excited about it. It's the next generation. It's the evolution of Haggerty. So you've heard of me talk about us being a lifestyle company. This is the fruition of that lifestyle company um, look. Yeah, and this is cool because it's, you know, you think of, the first thing you think of is that there's a big benefit like you get the roadside assistance and you think of other entities that do that. But just think of it as the coolest company ever to do this because I can imagine if you guys are going to send some uh, send a wrecker out for roadside service, you're going to send one that's going to be able to pick up a classic car without say, a problem. It's not Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> not Bubba with a tow hitch. He's not going to grab you by, uh, by the bumper. Whatever's hanging out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always going to be a flatbed with soft straps and, and it's going to be a, a a well-qualified driver that can help you get your nice car on the, on the trailer. Yeah, well, let's talk about some of the details of the Haggerty Drivers Club. Yeah, absolutely. So we're looking at a three tiers of, of membership. First of all, I want to make it very clear. You do not have to have a car insured with Haggerty to be a part of the Haggerty Drivers Club. You can come on and just buy the membership. Oh, nice. So the membership is going to run $45 per year, $70 per year, or $175 per year. And it's going to depend on how many miles you want your towing package to include. Or your price tier. Oh, so, so the distance to the exactly. your service center. Or so respectively, that's 15 miles, 60 miles, or 150 miles in each tier of our memberships. Yeah, and that's cheap. But there's also other cool stuff like the Haggerty valuation tool that we talk about a lot. 
where it's an incredible database of cars, of classic cars, that you can go check the how the collector car market. You get some premium access to this with the Haggerty Drivers Club. Yes, and when we say premium, we mean unfettered access. You can go in there and forecast cars. You can go in there and, and map out what a car is going to do, what it did last year, what it did 10 years ago. Um, and you can get really as much information as you're willing to go get and as much as we have uh, for you. And that's in any tier of our, our Haggerty Drivers Club. But not only that, um, we're also going to be offering discounts on car stuff like 10% off at Coker Tire, 10% off oh, at yeah. California car, uh, car Cover, 10% off at Reliable Transport, 50% off of Driveshare Rentals, 20% off at our Haggerty Shop. And that's just the start. Mm, we're going to grow, grow, grow those discount programs. Ooh, that's awesome. And also, uh, what is it, exclusive events? Exclusive events. So if we're doing a driving tour in the Austin Hill Country um, you're not going to get that email unless you're part of our Haggerty Drivers Club. If you, if we're having a race, if we're having a track day, if we're at a show and we're holding spots for people, you're going to need to have this membership to be involved. There you go. Awesome. All right, so how to find this, just go to haggerty.com slash drivers dash club and check it all out. Sean Walker, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Talk 1370. Hi, I'm Wayne Rainey, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, we had one of the world's best race car drivers on the on the show earlier. We had Marcus Erickson, and now we've got one the of next the candidate, the next, the next one up, the next uh, one of the young. And <laughs> He's up on and, the way to meet him. He's, uh, that's right. We want to welcome Jacob Abel to the show. Welcome to Speed City, Jacob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, we're doing great. How are you? Good. I was just listening. I, I think I got on a little bit early and was listening to Marcus. That's a, it's going to be a little bit of a hard act to follow. <laughs> hey, hey, you're up to it. That's all right, man. <laughs> hey, man, you, you could be racing him in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the goal. Well, that's let's your- start with that. Let's start with what, you, what you're doing this, this season uh, coming up and uh, what your hopes are. Yeah, so this season coming up, we're uh, going into um, Indy. I think it's Indy Pro 2000 is, is what they changed it to, a little yeah. bit of a wordy name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pro Mazda. Now it's, now it's Indy Pro 2000. But So, yeah, we're going up into that. Um, we just came out of a season, uh, almost racing a full season in F4, and then a couple one-off races in USF 2000, which is the step below what we're racing next year. And uh-huh. then... We also did a few one-off races in the F3 America series, which was a brand new series this year. Yeah. And you're racing for Abel. Now, I presume that is, is that dad's team? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, now, that is dad's team. I'm going to say, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, I know I'm no one, you know, I mean, candidly, is that a tough one? I mean, you know, I think of Marco Andretti. That's never been easy for him. But <laughs> how, how is it working for dad? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good. It's it's interesting. Uh, it's obviously a little bit different, but at the same time, and honestly, when it comes to driving and engineering, my dad sort of steps sort of steps aside, and then and then sort of lets the the people we've put in place take those roles. I mean, we have a couple of really experienced engineers, uh, really experienced driver coach who who sort of take over that role. But but yeah, it is. It's also really cool at the same time because if you do get a good result, you. You're you're doing it for your dad, and it's that little bit of extra extra push. Yeah, I, I can awesome. see that. Yeah, Lance Stroll's got the same same equation. Say, yeah. <laughs> um, but right. but also, it's a. I mean, I'm sure you're very uh, proud to be part of that because he could choose anybody. I mean, you just wrapped up uh, Able Motorsports, that is the F3 uh, title with um, Kyle Kirkwood, right? 
yeah, so that was that was a really good season. Um, so we started with Kyle early on in the season, and I think we we confirmed that he was going to race with us. I think like two days before the first series test, and only like a week before the first race. So that was it was we were really fortunate to have him. He's obviously a really good driver. Um, if you guys have seen all his previous results, uh, he obviously yeah. won USF two thousand and then F three with us. So that was that was really good. Um, he's super impressive, and then. I jumped in uh, towards the end because cause we looked at it and we were still behind in the team championship, even though we'd won pretty much every single race. So that was a bit, so then, yeah, so that was a bit frustrating. So we, so I filled the seat of a second car that, that we got off a, off a lease from the manufacturer. And then, and then we finished out, I think I finished out the last three rounds, I want to say it was. And then we ended up winning both the team championship and the driver's championship. Well, this has got to be exciting for you because thinking about, you know, the F3, F4 series here in the United States, they're newer and it, it obviously super exciting. But the Mazda, I keep calling it that, but the road That's to fine. Indy. It'll take us a while to get over yeah, that. Yeah, the, the road to Indy right. is, is a pretty clear path and it's a will, very established ladder system. And that's got to be exciting for you because you're, you've done really well. And stepping into this, you've got a pretty clear path. Yeah, so I mean, the F4 and F3 series are, are both great series. F4 especially if, if you're coming right out of karting. It's it's a pretty budget series. I think that's why you're seeing such high numbers. Almost, I think almost 40 cars in some races, which is which is absurd. But but yeah, so I think that's a, a honestly a perfect step out of out of karting just because you get that a uh, little bit of downforce experience because it does have wings, so it's a little bit faster as well to to say sort of an F1600 car. And then the the racing and the fields are obviously very big, and it teaches you a lot with racecraft. And then the cars are relatively simple to set up, but but they still give you some options and and let you realize what what changes do. Well, so how much testing have you have you done any yet? Are you about to do some testing for the the two thousand series? So yeah, for next year we've done. I think it's only about only about three days of testing. We got one day at Roebling Road that was a private test, and then. We went straight from there to uh, Homestead Speedway, which was for the series test. They actually had a, a smaller series test in early December, and both Kyle and I drove at that. And then, yeah, so that's about it for now. And then we're planning some more private testing, and then also there's another series test before the first race in March. And how how different is the car? I mean, compared to what you've driven yeah. in F4. I mean, tell 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 us a little bit about the specs and 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 what it's like to drive. Yeah, it's it's obviously a really good car. It's very similar to the USF 2000 car. Um, just it's got bigger wings, bigger tires, and, and more horsepower. So, so yeah, it's it's obviously a really fun car to drive. Uh, it's super light compared to something, say, like the F3 car. Um, they all, all these cars have their own strengths, but, but yeah, the ProMaz is really fun to drive. It's super light, super nimble. Um, it's got a, a really stiff platform, so it, it, it's just super fast and, and super light. It's, it's an awesome car to drive. How much, how much downforce is it com- compared to what you've been driving? Um, I'm not quite sure. I think it's something similar to the F3. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Definitely more than the USF 2000 and the F4, but, but similar to the F3, but just it's, it's a lot lighter than the F3, so that's yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the reasons it's a good bit faster. That sounds like it's fun. Yeah, that's uh, what, yeah, yeah. And for <laughs> those listening who don't know the road to Indy, basically you're on that path now, and the idea would be you do one, maybe two years in this, and then move up to Indy Lights, and then hopefully uh, a, a shot at Indy, right? Yeah. So I mean, 
we're we're jumping a little bit into the deep end here going into going into next season but but yeah so we might do probably two years at this um mm-hmm. use the first year as sort of a, a learning year and and then and then go go for the championship that second year around so so yeah we're gonna we're gonna probably do two years at this and then and then see where it goes from there now you haven't announced another teammate yet is there any chance kyle he's a good friend of the show it could could be joining you in the team uh, yeah, so we're we're definitely looking at Kyle. Um, we're we're hoping to be fortunate enough to get him, but he's obviously a yeah, he's, he's a hot property, a, a valuable asset. So so he's gonna be he's gonna be hard to get, but but yeah, we're definitely looking into him, and then we have a couple other drivers on the line that we're looking at as well. Cool. Yeah, it's got to be super exciting to be putting all that together right now. Are you guys stepping up like this? Uh, I mean, right? I mean, has this been? You know, any anybody that's in the F three F four series, I think one of their dreams is Formula One. But IndyCar's got to be on the the radar of, of you guys. Is this really the dream? Yeah, IndyCar for me, for me at least, has always been the dream. I grew up watching it. One of my dad's good friends uh, raced IndyCar, so we. I've just grown up around the track and and grown up around IndyCar, and that's just that's been the the only really a dream for me is just just getting to indycar i know f1 that obviously be really cool but it's it's obviously a super lofty goal and and very few make it there i mean but and that's i think why you're seeing so many drivers come from f1 to indycar is is one of the reasons is because of how equal all the cars are and and literally anyone in the field can win and that's that's one of the coolest most attractive aspects about it that i think well one of the things we heard fernando alonso say last year was just the environment of the IndyCar series and the venues, uh, having the access to the fan, everybody's really accessible, and and you know, the other drivers are friendly with each other. In the paddock, just just the uh, the environment was totally different. Is I mean, it, does he echo that correctly? Yeah, I think I mean he's spot on with that. Um, one thing about uh, about Coda at the F1 race is is we were racing there, but but we couldn't even get down into the paddock. So yeah, so that was. That was kind of funny, and, and IndyCar is the complete opposite. I mean, you can walk all through the paddock. Some of the teams will even like let you in and, and show you around the tent and and all things like that. And I think that's one of the, one of the really cool aspects too. Is it's just a lot more open, and I don't want to say friendly because I think F1 is as well. But but it's it's definitely I mean very open. Yeah, that was that was your chance to your Les's question was your chance to say that Fernando Alonso was wrong, but I guess you, you went and started with that. <laughs> I know. Speaking of Coda, though, you got uh, you got a leg up on all the, a lot of the IndyCar drivers. You've had a lot of laps on Coda, and they're they're going to be coming here in a few months, and you got a leg up on them. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, we aren't going to race at Coda. I, I really wish we were, oh. um, obviously, because I do <laughs> yeah, have that's that time right. at the track. Where are um, you looking forward yeah. to racing? Um, so there are a few of them, obviously I think, so, so going into the series, I, it's, it's going to be a little bit of, of an eye opener. I, I haven't been to an oval I haven't been to a street course. So, and I haven't been to Portland or Laguna Seca. So most of the tracks on the schedule are completely new to me and, and to learn them in a pro Mazda car is going to be, going to be interesting to say the least, but I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, but with that, some of the tracks I'm looking forward to, um, definitely going to be St. Petersburg and Toronto, just the street courses. I'm, I'm really right. interested to see how I do there and how I like them. I, I feel like I, I really will enjoy them. And then a track that, 
that I sort of call home mid-Ohio is, mm-hmm. is a track that I always look forward to racing at. It's one of my favorites for sure. So do you get on, we've been talking about simulators a lot. Jonathan, we built him a, a gaming PC. <laughs> and uh, do you do a lot of... Sim- don't getting- worry, Jacob, you, you, you're fine for now. <laughs> yeah, his eye oh, racer. Man. There is no threat. <laughs> yeah. Are you doing a lot of sim work for all these different tracks? Yeah, I mean, uh, just just today, I I just got off the sim actually. So so yeah, what, what do you I'm use? Pretty constantly, um, i racing. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a popular. That's a popular. What do you do? What yeah. do you use for the hardware? Do you know? Um. So I think I have it's like a Fanatic or Fanatec. Yep, yeah, Fanatec. Fanatec. Um, that's yep. what. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, and then I have the pedals to go with that and the shifter too. So. Yeah, we had Hannah Zellers yeah. on a few weeks ago. And she, that's exactly what she she's using as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good platform. Um, I racing itself is just so good. All the tracks are are laser scanned in, as you guys probably know, and and you probably hear this from most drivers. But it 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 really is a, an awesome way to learn tracks. Um, I mean, like it's going to give me a leg up going into tracks like Laguna Seca or or, or stuff like that that I haven't really been to, sure. and we have um, not the most track time to get used to it, and and all of these all the drivers have been there before pretty much except for me. So, so I think that's really going to help the transition. All right. We've asked you all the easy questions now. So who's going to win the Indy championship? <laughs> who's go, who's going to win it formula one next year? Who's going to win the Indy championship? Oh man. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. IndyCar. Mm, yeah. I can, that's I very can open almost see Rossi. Yeah. Yep. I that's can a good see call. Rossi doing well there. Um, yeah, he did. He did really well this year. Just, came up a little bit short at the end um yeah if you just follow his yeah, trajectory think, that's a good call yeah right right i i know i wish uh, it, it's it really is unfortunate i if if it was different i would be saying robert wickens right now but yeah but yeah. obviously that's that's not the case um but for f1 i think i mean it's hard to yeah look past lewis it is, <laughs> yeah. i think i think charlotte claire is gonna do gonna do really well um, I think that's going to be really interesting to see a new face up there. But do you, yeah, do you think he'll challenge be... Vettel straight away? Um, maybe not straight away. I think yeah. towards the towards the end of the season, I think for sure. Mm. But I, I'm not quite sure about straight away. All right, we got we got to ask you one last question. So one of our favorite questions on Speed City, <laughs> and and you know when we ask the big sponsor drivers, their answer is always, "Oh, well, it's the company car." Well, so what do you drive every day? What kind of fun do you got? To, please tell me you have a fun car that you drive every day. <laughs> Um, he drives Bill's I, I car. A Volkswagen, <laughs> a, a Volkswagen GTI. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's You're good. In. Proper That's boy good. racer. That's better than Alexander Rossi's uh, Silverado answer. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what's yeah, what's Dad's I mean, favorite car? What's he got? Oh, I think he <laughs> just drives the Ford Expedition. Fair enough. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, 17, we're listening. You're listening to 17 year old Jacob uh, Abel, who will be racing in the pro. What's it called now? It <laughs> pro Matt. Ma- well, uh, we'll, we'll call it a pro. Uh, Indy Pro 2000. There you go. Yeah, Indy Pro 2000. There it is. For Abel Racing. So he's racing for the family. Uh, no teammate has been announced yet, but we wish you all the best. And please keep in touch. At 17, you definitely are on our radar now uh, as being another young American on the way up. And uh, Indy needs more. Americans, Joseph Newgarden and, and a few others are, are flying the flag, uh, like Alex Rossi, um, but we need more, so we wish you well. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Jacob. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll talk Take to you care. soon. All right. We'll see you guys. Merry Christmas. I love it. All these young drivers, you know, 13-year-old, now 17-year-olds, I love 
See you in the next generation. Yeah. I, I love the fact that we've now got, what, three different teams with, with father-son relationships. That's yeah, kind of like interesting. That. Mark, Marco Andretti, Lance Stro- uh, Lawrence Stroll, and Lance Stroll, uh, uh, yeah. and now the Ables. I love this song. Have y'all heard this song? It's, it's what does it say? I like a girl with a, 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 a long skirt. Wait, here it is. Yeah, I can't remember all of it. It's a great song. Anyway, all right, we're going to go to break. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk uh, Formula One predictions, IndyCar predictions, and more. Back after these messages. Cigarettes. I want a girl with the right allocations who is fast and thorough and sharp as a tack. She's playing with her jewelry. Hey, beer people. It's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Celis doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Celis White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Celis, Austin's original craft brewery. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere on the Radio.com app. Hello, I'm Jenny Gow from BBC F1. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. So we just heard the Ducati Austin spot. I took my daughter shopping all day and we stopped over at Ducati Austin getting paid to start off in Ducati that's yeah. awesome yeah and uh, yeah. I, put her on, I put her on a you fool she saw this <laughs> she saw a Panigale right and it kind of sounds like her name a little bit she goes oh I like that so I said hop on so she sat on that took photos and Man, and that uh, was your first mistake. Oh yeah, yeah of I course. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure mom. Would I got like. myself. I got myself a really nice shirt. I tell you what, I, I really like about Ducati. It doesn't it, go down there. Because, down on Breaker Lane because uh, if, even if you're looking for just a simple present for Christmas, they've got some fantastic apparel there. Oh, the clothes and the shoes are awesome. Yeah, really good. I, yeah, my, I just uh, was... refresh some Denise gear. Yeah. Ask, yeah. ask for Kathy. She'll help you out. Yeah. You got it. You got it. All right, guys. I want to talk about, speaking of local Austin stuff, I want to talk about the gear, beers and gears this week. We're doing it a little bit early. And our car, this is our car show we've been doing. And it's and bike and show. Bikes, car <laughs> and bike show. Yeah, in keep, fact, Ducati yeah. will probably be there again Wednesday. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah I tell you, Cellus Brewery has really turned into a fun place. Uh, their venue, they hope to have it open for Valentine's. We'll, we'll check that the out as far venue. as the, uh, the beer garden. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this week, Wednesday night, come join us. Uh, especially if you have something red to drive, yeah. <laughs> two or four wheel or anything else. So I can bring my sleigh then. Yeah, yeah. you can bring a sled, man. <laughs> Cheech <Wow>. and Chong. <laughs> All righty. So uh, Kirkroot Designs, that uh, upper end jeweler, is going to be giving away some cufflinks. They oh gave my away gosh, that. These they are gave so away cool. that sapphire pendant last time on a necklace. One of the ladies won it, and so guys, come on, here's some cufflinks. That was a nice, or, nice gift. But listen to these cufflinks, though. Yeah, these cufflinks. Are in the shape of a V engine. Yeah, yeah. And as you turn the flywheel, 
the pistons go up and down. Yeah! yeah. So cool. How's we that got, for a gearhead? Oh, we yeah. got to tweet out a picture of those because they're you really bet. a video because they're they're very cool. Yeah, and then... I uh, want to get a pair of those. Yeah, races to you. Uh, races to you. Re- relive your childhood in high-tech fashion. And I'm talking about slot cars. Oh, yeah. And uh, these are so incredibly cool. Warren from Races to You is going to bring out a drag strip and set it up in the brewery. Oh, that's right. We're going to run some drag races. <laughs> so come cool. check out the latest technology. He'll tell you all about digital lane changing, all of the new features that are available, complete data logging. So if you really want to get <laughs> big time Man. into it. Yeah, of soon. course. Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, right over crest. Right over crest, sometimes called ROC. Check them out. They're going to be there, and they're going to give away a photo session. Not just any photo session. They have this beautiful studio here in Austin now that focuses on videoing and photographing your motor toys. Yeah, they have a yeah, huge that's studio. Hard. You drive your a car motorcycles, in. Yeah. things like that. Uh, very professionally Ooh, that would be done. be a cool Christmas present, you know? Think about yeah. that. I, I think we should get a, a bunch of Vito's Ducatis photographed, don't yeah, you? I mean, oh, yeah, seriously, a photo shoot of your car. You know, the, it's That's what's going to be given away. Those uh, drawings will take place part of the way through the evening. So come on out, show up. The parking lot fills quickly. The uh, gates open at five into the parking lot. So uh, this, is this Wednesday, on. this the 19th, Wednesday, yeah. absolutely hey, going to be a best, lot of fun. The best thing about it, though, is the we cars. have some special guests coming. Okay, bringing some special cars. Yep. Uh, I'll say one of the very first new Ford GTs on the road. Ooh. Uh, we're expecting it to be there. He's going to try to get it there. He's got some obligations as well. That'd be nice. If you've never seen one of those, it's, uh, uh, I haven't seen one of those. It's the, Not the yeah, new it's one. the absolute brand new Half one. million dollar GT40? No, uh, we've got a one. couple of options. We've got another. We've got a Carrera GT coming. You know, that's one of my faves. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It'll be there. Uh, we've got a few others coming. There'll be some classics, uh, some, some real cool stuff. So we're going to have a theme of red along the front of the brewery. But <laughs> uh, hey, Bring out what you got, even if it's not red. Oh yeah, and you know what? Some of the there was a ten thousand uh, dollar uh, mini there that was one of the yeah, most beautiful. popular cars there. Oh yeah, so it and, doesn't uh, have to be the megabuck cars that, either. That's right. Haggerty Classic Car helps put on a great event with us, and uh, it, it is a fun event. Come on out. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. All right, guys, let's talk about Formula One 2019. Yep, I'm missing and, Jenny Gag. Can I say that? Uh, yeah, you can say that. I'm missing Jenny. She was just on the last promo. <laughs> I saw you smiling. Her dulcet her, tones. Her promo, promo came on. Uh, so let me ask you, boys, is anybody going to challenge Mercedes and Hamilton this year? No. Okay, that's less says no. Um, it will depend on what happens at the first four Grand Prix. Okay. Uh, and Can't you say that every year? Um, no but I I mean you're right I mean Les is right it's very hard to look past Lewis Hamilton at the moment Uh, I do think I think what will be more interesting about Formula 1 will be the rivalries uh, inter-team rivalries I think Botas after this season is going to come back if he doesn't come back fired up as a Finn um, then you know it, it, it could be his last season in Formula 1 and I think he knows it um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see Vettel versus Leclerc. Yeah, uh, that's going to be. I think that's yeah, really, that, really interesting. The biggest one of those. Yeah. Uh, and likewise, Verstappen uh, at Red Bull. What's he going to do, Carlos Sainz? Um, you know, there's going to be some interesting rivalries. I got some questions for you guys. So, will when Renault win a race? Will Haas podium? And will Ricardo win a race? Haas will podium. Yeah. I say Renault Ricardo, but has if, podium, if okay. Renault wins a race, it's because of Ricardo. Yeah, that. And what about he'll win? He'll win Monaco. Ooh, yeah, that's probably a decent prediction. Uh, so I wrote in my notes: Will Seb over, overcome himself 
and mm. potentially win a championship because I think that's his biggest mm. battle. It's a massive year for him too because he's finally got somebody, and I, I don't mean this r- rudely to Raikkonen, but um, I, I, I really do think this kid's going to push... Uh, push him around a little bit and I do think he's the coming man and Vettel's got an it's a really important uh, year for Vettel next year and I really do think that Ferrari need to come to play and they need to be even stronger than they were but I think they were strong enough to win the, the championship this year and they, they they dropped the ball well I think they I think it was more said than I mean how many mistakes did I know Vettel make this year yeah it uh, he, he's got some some uh, cleaning up to do well and, and I think it's mental cleaning up I mean he he when he left Red Bull four times world champion right and and thinking that I'm as good as anybody that's ever mm-hmm. raced probably and he's had to deal with you know maybe he's not as good as he thought but but you know maybe this is the season maybe next year he kind of overcomes that and goes okay I you know I've slipped a little bit but now I'm gonna have to battle my way up and prove to everybody I don't know I'm just it's a total speculation but having Leclerc there, it's going to be totally fascinating. And and what about Leclerc? Is he going to is he going to prove that he could be the next world champion, or I, is he going to do a Van Dorn? I agree you know? with Jacob Abel. I think it's going to take him more than I think it's going to take him. Next season will be a good season for him, but I think it's he's going to be dominated by Vettel next year. But then the year after that, I think uh, we should be in for some fireworks. I'm I'm ready to see Haas. If speaking of trajectories, I talked about a minute ago. What if Haas keeps going? If yeah, if the trajectory they had, then they could be, you know, potentially battling battling for fourth. My, my fear for Haas is that Sauber will become the junior Ferrari team, not them. Yeah, Ooh. yeah that's a good thought. Ooh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Uh, all right, guys, we got to run. Uh, Wednesday night. Yep. Wednesday night at Sellis Brewery in North Austin. Hope to see you there. All right, and check trails. us out on our website and our social media. We'll have all the updates about that and uh, plenty more. Talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.